0: This is Rhema for Today.
1: And so he said to me in prayer, by revelation, he said, don't feel badly about it. You are doing as well as I did in my hometown. I said, what? And so he gave me this scripture. He said, I only managed to get a few healed. At least you've done better than that. You've got about 10% of them healed. How I many is a few anyway? Not many is it? Well, I said, praise God for those who did get healed. Now then, he said, I'm going to tell you how you can get more people healed. Well, I said, how? Well, now tonight, when you come to the healing line, don't minister to anybody out front in the main sanctuary. They'd built a new sanctuary. They had their old sanctuary. They all had some Sunday school addition to begin with. Then they put other Sunday school rooms in. And then they left a larger auditorium, a uh, meeting room out in the middle of the old sanctuary. He said, take folks back there and minister to them. Lay hands on them.
0: Welcome to Rama for Today. Kenneth E. Hagan continues his teaching, Taking Your Place, next on Rama for Today Radio. Also, later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, let's join Kenneth E. Hagan for today's message.
1: And so I said to him here on the inside, who? those fellows. And on the inside of me he said there are certain ministers, there are ministers from, and he mentioned a certain so-called minister, he said, from a certain church. And he said, now I want you to change your subject. And so I changed my subject and I began to preach and And at one time I could quote three fourths of the New Testament. And, and so the associate pastor said to me, because the pastor was gone, he said, I thought she was going to quote all the New Testament tonight. And I went on to say, you know, I believe the New Testament. I'm a stickler for the New Testament. I said, the only difference between me and some some people, they say, oh, we believe the New Testament and speak where it speaks and silent where it's silent. The only difference between me and them is they say it and lie about it and I actually do it. And so I just went on, you know. And so I came down to the place where I said, some people say that if you heal the sick like Jesus and the disciples did, or the apostles, why don't you heal everybody like they did? I said, they didn't heal everybody. One of them jumped up, the two more, one on either side of him pulled him back down because he was going to challenge me. And then I needled him a little bit and I said, I hope you can read. I, su- I, I suppose you can. If you can read, open your Bibles to the New Testament and, and turn to Mark the sixth chapter in the fifth verse, and it says, And there he, Jesus, could there do no mighty work, save he laid his hands on a few sick folk and healed him. He didn't heal everybody in Nazareth, but just a few sick folk, the Bible said. And and, and I wish you could see the look on those fellows' face when they read that scripture. And I said, Well now then, we'll just keep on going and so we continued. Now, those fellas came to every service. You know, they got real, they came and talked to me and they said, you know, we're finding things in the New Testament that we never did know was in there. Amen. Well, thank God for the word. Can you say amen? Thank God for the word. Thank God for his precious holy word. But now then, if we're going to do uh, the works that Jesus did, then we're not going to heal everybody then, are we? In every place we go. Why didn't he heal these folks in Nazareth? You have your Bibles maybe open there to Mark the 6th chapter and the 5th verse. And he could there do no mighty work. Didn't say he wouldn't, said he couldn't. And he could there do no mighty work in his hometown Nazareth. Save that he laid his hands on a few sick folk few folks with minor ailments. Now, how come that folks didn't get healed here in Nazareth like they did in other cities? Isn't this the divine son of God? Isn't he anointed by the Holy Ghost? Doesn't he have the spirit without measure? John three thirty four says he does. Well, the very next verse tells you why he didn't. Notice what the next verse said. And he marveled because of their unbelief. And he marveled because of their unbelief. And so if he's going to help them, he's got to do something about their unbelief. So what does the rest of the sixth verse say? And he went around about their cities and villages teaching in their synagogues. Because you see, faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. Well now, he's here on the earth. He's the only body of Christ in the earth. He's filled with the Spirit. He has the Holy Ghost without measure. I, as an individual member of the body of Christ, do not have the Holy Ghost without measure, but I believe that the whole body does. And so, uh, if he, when he was here on earth, Earth, having the holy ghost without measure in this particular place was not able to heal only a few sick folks and a few folks with or ailment what do you think the body of christ is going to do today you ever stop thinking about it when you when you get a few healed you're walking in his steps amen did you hear me now on other occasions don't misunderstand me at all on other occasions uh, certain multitudes it seems that they all got healed but here in Nazareth, it's not so. I remember I was holding a meeting in the month of May on the year of 1951. And I'll not tell you where it was, but it was down in Texas. And, and, and I, I had been getting people healed anywhere from 60 to 90 percent of people. I know I held one meeting down in East Texas, and the last church I pastored was in East Texas, an Assemblies of God Church. And so I was in the Assemblies of God Church, and I went out to the meeting one night, and the ministers were all gathered around. There were several churches, the, the local church where I was, and, and several more Assemblies of God Church, and two or three churches of God, and one independent Pentecostal church was all cooperating with the meeting. And so these seven or eight pastors was all standing around talking, you see. And I walked up, and I just got in on the tail end of the conversation, because it's about time to start church, and, and, and they were outside, out in front of the church. And, and so, one of them asked me, said, what do you think about that, Brother Hagin? And I said, I don't know. I don't know what's been said. And so they said, one of them spoke up and said, uh, well, actually, the presbytery of the assemblies of that section, Brother Lundgren, Charles G. Lundgren, spoke up and said, well, uh, we all agree that 90% of the people you've ministered to has been healed in this meeting. Well, I said, I don't know about that. I think maybe 60 or 70%, huh? Yes, but Brother Laundry said, these people are from our churches. And these pastors agree that was the best success I had. That 90%, 9 out of 10 of you laid hands on, 90 out of 100 received their healing. And it was just a common thing with me to get at least 60% of the people healed. But I got to this church and only got 10% of the people healed. I'm still talking about we are doing the works of Jesus today. Only got 10% of the people healed. And I got concerned about that. And so I began to fast and pray. And the Lord said to me, now don't feel badly about it. You're doing as well here as I did in my hometown. And that's how this came to me. You know, I'd read the New Testament through. I prided myself. I don't pride myself in it anymore. I just say, Numbly. I'd read the New Testament through 150 times the portions of it more than that. And didn't even know some of these things was in there. It's amazing how we read over it, isn't it? And so he said to me in prayer, by revelation, he said, don't feel badly about it. You are doing as well as I did in my hometown. I said, "Why?" And so he gave me this scripture. He said, I only managed to get a few healed. At least you've done better than that. You've got about 10% of them healed. How many is a few anyway? Not many is it? Well, I said, praise God for those who did get healed. Now then, he said, I'm going to tell you how you can get more people healed. Well, I said, how? Well, now, tonight, when you come to the healing line, don't minister to anybody out front in the main sanctuary. They had built a new sanctuary. They had their old sanctuary, and they had some Sunday school addition to begin with, then they put other Sunday school rooms in, and then they left a larger auditorium, uh, a meeting room out in the middle of the old sanctuary. He said, take folks back there and minister to them. Lay hands on them. And don't allow anybody back there Don't allow anybody back there except folks who want to be ministered to, those that need healing. Don't even let the pastor or his wife come back there. Lord, I said, you're going to get me in trouble. I can't tell the pastor he can't go back to his own church. I mean, he's pastor here. Well, he said, "Uh, I'm going to tell you how to do that. Aren't you glad the Lord's smarter than you are? Well, if he wasn't any smarter than you, we'd all be in a mess. <laughs> Aren't you glad he has wisdom? He said, I'm going to tell you how to do it. He said, just ask the people, how many of you will object to me following Jesus' example? And then he said to me, go, and I knew it was in the scripture anyway, to the gospel according to St. Mark. In case you don't know it, say, why don't you just turn now? Why don't you just turn to Mark's gospel. We were up there in the fourth chapter of Luke to begin with. But notice here now, the gospel according to St. Mark. But now notice, in the, the seventh chapter, beginning reading with the 31st verse, and again, departing from the coast of Tyre and Sidon, he came to the Sea of Galilee through the midst of the coast of Decapolis. And they bring unto him... That's the 32nd verse now. They bring unto him one that was deaf and had an impediment in his speech, and they beseech him to put his hand on him. See, they believed in laying on hands. And he took him aside from the multitude and put his fingers in his ear and spit and touched his tongue. The 35th verse says, And straightway his ears were open, and the string of his tongue was loosened, and he spake plain. He said, now, I took that man for a minister to him, a sign from the multitude. Do you know why I did? I said, no, I don't know why you did. I remember reading it and wondering why I did. He said, there's too much unbelief in that crowd. I couldn't got him healed in that crowd. Well, what do you think he took him a sign for? Are you listening to me? And so he said, just read that verse of scripture and tell them what I told you. And tell, ask them, how many of you will object to me following Jesus' example? Make them go on record. Make them lift their hand. Even the pastor, make him lift his hand. And I just kept on till everybody lifted the hand. And I said, well, the Lord told me to take them aside tonight. You object to that. Now look into the 8th chapter, 23rd, or 22nd verse. And he cometh to Beth's head, and they bring a blind man unto him and besought him to touch him. They did, they believed in laying on the hands. And he took the blind man by the hand and led him out of town. And when he had spit on his eyes and put his hands on him, he asked him if he saw, it. and he looked up and said, I see men as trees walking. After that, he put his hands upon his eyes and made him look up and he was restored and saw every man clearly. And he sent him away to his house and said, neither go into the town nor tell it to any end of town. So I took the folks aside, and the minute it did, it started getting
0: them healed. Welcome to Rema for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. You can find more great materials by Kenneth E. Hagan, Kenneth W. Hagan, and the rest of the Hagan family by visiting our online bookstore. I want to tell you about this month's radio offer. The first product in this offer is the two CD series from Kenneth W. Hagan. Our Rights in Christ Also in this package is Lynette Hagen's book Seed Thought Devotional Lastly, Kenneth E. Hagen's book entitled Five Hindrances to Growth and Grace All this for the special radio price of $25 Call toll free 1-888-FAITH-99 Again, call toll free 1-888-FAITH-99 of Rama for today. Right now, let's join Kenneth and Lynette Hagen.
1: Well, you know, I'm always talking about word partners. Well, somebody said, "Well, what is a word partner?" Yes. Well, uh, you know, that's just somebody. In fact, every conference that we have, I've had yes. several people come up and they hear about it there uh, that have become a partner. And the yes. partner is somebody that prays for us on a regular basis and then sends an offering at least once a month whatever they can afford to send to help yes. support rhema help support this this telecast and all the other things that we do all over the world and you can just go to rhema.org wpc and find out all about it and we would welcome you to become a partner with us for you that are partners with us we want to thank you for helping us
0: Tomorrow on Rama for today, we'll continue Kenneth e. Hagen's life-changing teaching. That's next time on Rama for today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan.